Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. Reception. Perception. The show. Matt Harmon, my guy, man. How you doing? We are. We're on the precipice of the season starting, my dude. How you feeling? Uh, honestly, I'm ready to just uh, get this stuff started. Like, let's see some games. Like, I'm, I'm kind of tired of, you know, talking about, well, if this happens and this happens and this happens. Like, let's just see some stuff happen. And I can't wait to see, like, you mentioned half the nation's going to figure out, like, well, this thing isn't always going to stream this. I was thinking when you, when you started saying that before we started recording, that, like, you know, yeah. half the nation is going to be right about uh, their extreme Gabe Davis takes, and the other half is going to be extremely wrong. And I'm just ready to find out which half it is. But yes, I'm I'm ready to like get the answers to the test at this point. <laughs> uh, it, half the nation doesn't care about Gabe Davis. Only only hot take fantasy Twitter cares about Gabe Davis. That's no one cares good. about Gabe Davis in real life, you know. And they're all better for it. And they're all better. A hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. Hey, man, let's get right into it. I want to talk about the New York Giants because I feel like we have not touched on. Uh, the Giants, in particular, the Giants receivers there. Because listen, Brian Dable, he brings his, you know, his energy, his, his his system there to New York. We saw what it did in Buffalo; it absolutely transformed a team that couldn't throw the ball to save their lives. Um, and yeah. Dable is able to pair with Josh Allen, develop him as a quarterback, and all of a sudden, it's it's the most high flying offense in the NFL. So now he brings those those talents and those skills, that mind to New York. What do you kind of foresee this offense looking like now that Brian Dable's at the helm? Yeah, and, and don't forget that they also brought in Mike Kafka as the team's offensive coordinator too, which was you know he's quarterback coach from the Kansas City Chiefs, so that was a pretty big get too. And you're right. Um, that's something that's fun about Brian Dable's offense is that you can't really kind of peg him down as you know he's a Shanahan tree guy. I mean, he comes from like the New England side of things, stuff like that. But he's run a lot of different type of offenses through the year. He's been very flexible um, with what he's done in Buffalo uh, as well. So I, I think that's the cool part is like. From a projection standpoint, you know, when I go do and go through and do my projections for every team, I do rely pretty heavily on the last three years of play calling data. For a guy like Mike Kafka, you're going to take play calling data from the Chiefs, and then obviously with 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 Brian Dable, you're taking it from Buffalo. So like, you, my projections love the Giants, but you know that's one thing where like you don't rank based off your projections. You know, Daniel Jones is not going to be like quarterback <laughs> seven or whatever. Like he pops out because he runs a little bit. So. I don't know. I, I think this whole Giants offense is, is super fascinating. We can go like kind of player by player here. But um, there's also I do want to just say that, like, while there's a chance that 
this offense could be really fun. There's also a chance that like it could be a total dumpster fire and like 2023, 24 <laughs> is the, is where the Giants really get cooking with Brian Dable. I don't I don't know. You think so, man? Um, you know, I want to dive into it because I think Sterling Shepard coming back from his Achilles, first of all, wow, what a crazy quick return. Is this the new by the way, is this the new normal? Like what's going on here? First we saw it with Cam Akers last year. Now Sterling Shepard, what when did he tear his Achilles? I feel like he tore it in December. It was late. It was, it was really crazy late. late. And like all of a sudden he's bro. I thought he was going to be on the pop. Like there was mm-hmm. no way a dude coming off an Achilles is going to play this early. And, and yet they're everyone sounds pretty optimistic about Sterling Shepard playing here in week number one. Uh, what are your expectations there? And, and I think RP correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like RP has been pretty, I don't know, generous with Sterling Shepard. And, and he's a player that I, I feel like absolutely could, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, mm-hmm. uh, could really help elevate this offense. Yeah. A couple of things here on like wide receivers tearing their Achilles there. You know, there's a long history of running backs are basically like, over the last decade or so in fantasy, if you've bet against running backs coming back from an Achilles, you've won. I mean, even even with Cam Akers coming back so fast, like he wasn't really an effective player when he came no, back. And he was you know, a guy like right, he was he was not very good. We'll see how he plays this year. We'll see how James Robinson plays this year coming back from the Achilles. You know, Dante Foreman tore his Achilles. He's he he took years to recover. The only guy I can really remember who tore his Achilles at wide receiver, and I, if if I'm wrong about this, like and you can think of others. Like, let me know. But the one guy in, in recent memory who kind of came back and had a good career afterwards was Michael Crabtree. He tore his Achilles, I believe, with the San Francisco 49ers and then came back, was had a whatever year where he was still actually pretty good in RP and then went to went to Oakland with the Raiders and had some big years with uh, the Raiders afterwards. So, um, man, on Sterling Shepard in particular, I love Sterling Shepard. He's <laughs> always been one of my favorites. Um, okay. He is definitely one of the rare guys in reception perception. I've said this on the podcast. I've said this, you know, over the years that these guys who clear that 75% success rate versus man barometer um, right. typically go on to be like the best receivers in the NFL. You know, they're, Sterling Shepard's like one of those exceptions. But I mean, goddamn, James, like when he's out there, he's good. Like even last year, he was out there earning targets at a really high rate. He's yeah. by far the best route runner on the on the team. Of the guys, you know, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Wandale Robinson, he definitely has the best, not just technique as a route runner, but also the best chemistry with Daniel Jones because he's the guy who's played with him successfully for the longest. So, I mean, I, I'm, like, I'm with you. I wasn't. Ex- I was expecting Sterling Shepard to like start the year on the pup. I'm. Yep. I'm not convinced that he's like a starter out there. He's playing a full snap load because he really hasn't participated much in in the offseason generally. But he is a good player. He has chemistry with the quarterback. Um, I, I just always with Sterling Shepard, we're always just kind of waiting for the other foot to drop with, a, I mean, maybe even literally sometime the other shoe to drop um, right. because of the, because of the health. But man, he is a very good player. Okay, so in 2019, the last time you tracked, uh, the most recent uh, year that you tracked him, Sterling Shepard, again, you mentioned that success rate versus man, uh, 75.7% success rate versus man, extremely high. Uh, And then I take a look at his success rate versus press coverage, Matt, 80.6% success rate versus uh, press. That is, that's, (laughs) that is very impressive, man. So, um, and that is 2019. Now, this is a, a metric. RP reception perception tells you who is good before they're good. Right. Right. And this is a player that has never topped 900 yards receiving, not even forget a thousand, like hasn't even hit 900. Right. So um, he is a player to me that, boy, I I tell you, like if he was healthy in 2021, I I do wonder, 
um, what he would have posted because we saw saw a pretty steady improvement in his game over the years. Yeah, but yeah, Sterling Shepard. I mean, I, I I agree with you, and and it's it's a shame because really his injury issues started popping up. Once he kind of, I think that the I mean, Dave Gettleman made a lot of dumbass decisions over the years, but um, <laughs> after they tr- after they traded Odell okay. Beckham was really yeah. when they gave Sterling Shepard like that that decent contract. I kind of thought that they were, you know, signaling that he might be that future number one. I, I do kind of think that he his career just has been ruined by injuries the last two years, and it really is a shame. Um, just because I think he's a good player, and I I certainly think he's going to get in the mix and like whatever your pre Sterling Shepard um, target projections were for these giants guys. Like I, I think you definitely have to have to alter them, even if he is going to play a, a small role because he, like, he's a good player. Like, and, and I mean, these other three guys are kind of volatile ahead of him as well. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So I take a look at, you talk about the other three guys, right? Okay, okay Kadarius, Tony, um, and uh, Wandale, Wandale Robinson. Uh, okay, and then, and then you took a look on the outside. You know, they, were, they had high hopes for Kenny Galladay. Hasn't necessarily Oof. panned out. Can you talk about some of their numbers? Because, man, I tell you, I'm not seeing a lot to like uh, in terms of the pass catchers there in New York. With Wandell Robinson, I think they kind of looked at him as sort of an Isaiah McKenzie type of player, uh, like a smaller guy that they can maybe use in you know pre-snap motion. Like, I think that's – I have said about this Giants offense – they are definitely going from like the outhouse to the penthouse in terms of like Jason Garrett's offense to Brian Dayball's <laughs> offense. I certainly think that Dayball is going to bring right. a lot more motion to the table, a lot yeah. more like pre-snap adjustments, things like that. I mean, even Isaiah McKenzie, before he had a couple of those bigger games towards the end of the season last year, they still used him on offense. But I mean, like when you look at his reception perception profile, he was in the backfield a ton because he was that pre-snap motion guy. I bet you Wandale Robinson is constantly flipping sides, constantly doing pre-snap motion stuff for this team. Um, I don't know that that's ever going to lead to like a lot of production because I think he's yeah. still ha- – Yeah, right. Like I think he's still got a ways to go, but – he probably like I would still say even with Shepard out there, he probably takes more snaps as the slot receiver than Shepard does, just because of the health perspective. I think Shepard's the better player, but that's kind of where I'm at with with Robinson. He's somebody to watch, but I'm I'm still not that bullish on him. Kenny Galladay was awful last year in reception <laughs> perception. I mean, just his all almost Golly. across the board, all of wow. his metrics went into the tank. I also said in in his profile, like if you ever want to see an example 
uh, for Kenny Galladay. Like just, just, just look at his profile because this is why you like, don't want to use a player. If you ever want an example of how do you don't like want your fantasy receivers to be used, you don't want them out there with zero after the catch opportunities, just a bunch of contested targets, just running against press man coverage all the time, route by route and running a bunch of vertical routes. I mean, look at the route percentage chart there, James, that you've got on the it's screen crazy. for the, for the YouTube viewers. It's all down field stuff so i mean his his usage sucked it might not suck as much this year but (laughs) it would be nice if there was one good drumbeat for kenny galladay in the offseason i mean jordan ronan who covers the team for espn said he's running routes like a mannequin all summer so not great (laughs) not great Jeez. I, I mean, what, what is it? I, when I take a look at his route percentage, I, I mean, nearly 40% of his routes are the corner nine or post. Um, that is, <laughs> I mean, come on, my guys. That's that's not good usage. I mean, these are terrible. all low, low percentage success rates. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, like get this yeah. guy in some kind of space, you know, like, so I don't really know. I, mean, I don't know. You tell me, maybe that's just not in his game. I don't know. I the funny thing about Kenny Galladay, and also like let's be clear, we have to ask questions about like his motivation, all this type of stuff, 100%. like coming out coming into that you know Giants organization off a big free agent contract after like a lost yeah. year in Detroit. Um, but in previous years in RP, like he was pretty good. Like he he got kind of typecasted as just a contested catch receiver. He right. was just a contested catch receiver last year, but in in previous seasons like 2020, 2019, he actually showed some ability to get off press man coverage. But last year, I mean, he just he was definitely one of the worst performers in in all of reception perception, which actually for a little bit there made me kind of you know interested in Kadarius Tony, who is mm. uh, like a, a pretty specific player, right? Like, yeah, James, I'm actually curious what you think about Tony because he's like kind of he's a little bit of like a, a James Co guy, like an athletic <laughs> freak that uh, with, with mercurial usage. You know, he is, uh, obviously I love the, the athletic measurements. I, I mean, again, like we joke around, like I, I know I'm a measurables guy. I love the measurables, but this guy, I, he just has so far to go in terms yeah. of actually playing the receiver position. Okay. Now that being said, he's also not as much of a dog as like a Debo. Like when Debo came yeah. into the league, he was a person that I was really excited about, right? Because I'm like, okay, obviously he has a long way to go in terms of learning the position, but oh my Lord, like his size, his strength, his speed, that's something that is, is otherworldly. And again, Kadarius, Tony, when you watch him on the field, bro, he's not a Debo. He ain't no Debo. You know what I'm saying? So Debo is another level. You know what also kind of turned me off, Matt? Like he doesn't sound like he's a quote unquote student of the game. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's always, like, he is definitely in the, there's always something like Hall of Fame in terms of Kadarius Tony. Like, there's always, there was the shoe thing when he was a rookie. I mean, he's always getting injured. There's definitely always something with Kadarius Tony. I will say, like, the movement ability in space is pretty rare. Yes. You know, um, like, he was in space in reception perception in, this, in the snap sampled on 14.2% of his sampled routes. He went on for, he went down on first contact on just 34.6% of his plays. Like, that is crazy ability to make guys miss in the open field. Right. But like you said, long way to go as, as a route-by-route route, uh, technician. Fifth percentile success rate versus man coverage, but pretty good 80% <laughs> against zone coverage, you know? Like, I mean... <laughs> I, I was a little more impressed with him, like finding holes in zone. Like he's going to see a lot more zone coverage because he's not going to run out there as the X receiver. You know, that's going to be yeah. Kenny Galladay. But like 
with Kadarius Tony, I'd said all offseason that like his draft price, you know, like he was going outside the top 40 receivers. You might as well take the risk at that point because I do think there's some upside there. Um, and and guys that do, you know, hit 80% success rate versus zone can be pretty good players, even if they're not great press man beaters. But it's it's weird to me, too. It's like we saw basically essentially what, like one just crazy game, right? Yeah. Um, where he goes, you know, 10 receptions on 13 targets. Um, for 189, right? And you're like, okay, again, no touchdowns. Uh, there wasn't a lot of touchdowns to be had on this Giants offense at all. Um, but that's the one game when you said, oh my God, this is this this is tantalizing. Yeah. But again, that was also like wide receiver apocalypse there um, for New York at the time. Yeah. I, I don't know. My memory doesn't serve, but I don't think there was like, I think he was like literally one of two healthy w- wide receivers. Um, on yep. the team, Shepard was hurt. I think Kenny Galladay got hurt on in yep. like the first quarter of that game. Uh, yeah, you're you're right about that. It was a, there was a lot of and Darius Slayton. I think might have been. That's, That's the thing with these damn Giants receivers. Somebody's always hurt. Like so, <laughs> I, it's crazy. So I guess I'm just confused. Like, what did he really show outside of one game? But that one game was enough where I think fantasy Twitter just lost it, and they are so enamored with, again, his in-space ability. I don't know. I just feel like in the NFL, those opportunities aren't always available, man. You know what I'm no. saying? And again, the athletic profile is is very intriguing, but he's a very instinctual player. Um, and, and we've talked about on this show, listen, man beater and um, you know press coverage beater guys, that's generally where you want your studs to be successful. And I get it. Mm -hmm. There are certain exceptions to that rule. Uh, But man, he was, you know, according to to the RP data was so below average in regards to beating man, man coverage that man, that that's a, that that was a big turnoff for me. And that was sort of his pre-draft profile too, was a guy that was not, not there technically was not there as a route runner yet. So not surprised to see that result as a rookie, um, I think he, you're right. He's going to have to be schemed into opportunities. And the fact that he's probably not playing slot receiver with Sterling Shepard and Wandale Robinson Wandale, there, right. that's, a, that's a problem too. That's a problem. I think the Giants are going to be a lot better um, than a lot of folks anticipate. We didn't even touch on Saquon Barkley, bro. I mean, we talk about the pass catchers. Honestly, Saquon might lead this damn team in receptions. Yeah, right. Like, uh, yeah, this that's... team is such a nightmare from the pass catching perspective, <laughs> like from a health and reliability and like performance standpoint. That like Saquon might catch like 85, 90 balls or something this year. And again, Crazy. I just want to say too, Daniel Jones also might suck. Like I think he... <laughs> He's True. definitely a volatile True. player. Like I know yeah. there's the easy job. Like don't play a Josh Allen drinking game when the giants play this year. Okay. Cause like, that's right. If you did it during the preseason, you're already blacked out. So there's that. Uh, I, I just would, would throw out that like, we don't really know who Dan Jones is yet. Like, I won't be surprised if Tyrod Taylor, uh, the, the pride of Hampton roads, Virginia plays some, plays some starts for this game. That's a, that's hot take adjacent, man. I, 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 I think that Daniel Jones has tools. Um, and I think the one thing that I really like about DJ um, that he doesn't get enough credit for, I think he throws a beautiful deep ball. Um, and there's been a lot of metrics where, again, him as long throwing. As he doesn't fumble it. <laughs> that's, he needs, he's more James Winston than he is Josh Allen. Let's be real. 100%. Right. Let's be real. 100% agree. Uh, but he does throw a beautiful deep ball, man. A lot, a lot of analytics, a lot of, uh, uh, of uh, you know, advanced stats would indicate that as well. 
Um, so there is that because I tell you what, there's a lot of quarterbacks. They don't have that and they'll never have that. But in the NFL, if you really want to take the top off of a defense, got to be able to throw it to you. And, and I do think Daniel Jones has that in the toolkit. Can he put all the other things together, man? I don't know, dude. I don't know. But anyways, that's the Giants. 